up, buddy? What's up, dude? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. Crazy year. It, it already started out crazy. Did you have fun? Did you, what'd you do? Did you hang out with Harry Jousey like it sounded like you were guys were going to or what? Ah, oh, dude, it was, uh, yeah, no, it didn't happen. <laughs> I, uh, I thought I was, possibly, but I'm telling you, so I was in Florida. I'm in my, I'm yep. in Florida, and I gotta be honest with you, dude, every celebrity's down here. Every celebrity's down here. I was at this like kind of fancy restaurant. Chris Brown is there. Tyga's there. Uh, Scott Storcher, Busta Rhymes is there. And uh, the biggest celebrities there were, were, were the Nelk Boys, which is uh, some TikTok stars and YouTube stars. They're bigger on YouTube. But I, I got to – whipped out my camera. I got them. Got the video. The video's on the blast. So shout out to them for uh, picking up the video. But uh, they were really cool. But – I went on social media. I feel like there's so many other celebrities there. I, all of a sudden, I knew a guy in Miami hit me. He was, yo, Sylvester Stallone is here. Uh, Jordan Belfort's there. Diplo's here. Uh, Dave Portnoy's there. Odell Beckham's there. Fat Joe is there. Um, P. Diddy was there. I mean, Shaq was down there. Everyone was down there. Wait, wait. Are, so when people are inside, are they wearing masks? Because I feel like everything I see in Florida is like no mask. No one gives a fuck. So what's it like? You wear tastefully to your table, and then that's about it. Then it's pretty much chill. Like it's. Are you not worried at all? Me? Yeah. I wore a mask. Okay. I wore a mask. I, I did. I wore a mask the entire time. Um. Uh. So where I was, I wore a mask. But like. Everyone at the table, you're talking about big groups, like, no, they're they're living. Wow. Living on the edge. Damn. All right. So here's the thing. We're going to do something different during this podcast. We don't have a guest today because we've decided we're going to do a look back at 2020. 2020 was a huge year for the Hollywood Raw podcast. I mean, you know, it was, a, it was tough because it was a pandemic, but it was good to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very good. It was a, it was a weird year because you never know what we're going to do. But uh, we had a very, very successful year. And that's thanks to you guys to listen. That's thanks people for knowing me, people for knowing Dax, the people who just support the show and actually like the show. I mean, that means the world to us. I and mean, you guys have been supporting us by leaving good comments and leaving good reviews. And therefore, it's made the podcast grow, which got us some huge press because we had huge guests. And uh, mm. that's what we're going to do in today's episode. We're going to go back, take a look at some of these huge guests and really exciting interviews we've had this past year yeah and for people that maybe this is your first time listening to the podcast this will give you just kind of like a cliff notes version of why you should be listening to it every week <laughs> so do you want to start with our biggest guest of the year or should we leave her to the end let's leave her right now to the end okay i i think we start with someone else who was also huge for us this year which was kristen doty kristen doty from vanderpump rules the big story for her was that she was fired from Vanderpump Rules after some past comments came out about one of her fellow castmates. And for us, you know, we reach out to a lot of people that are in the news and we would like to get on our podcast. And this was one person that everyone wanted to talk to. Like the biggest sites out there were reaching out to her, right? Paparazzi was hanging outside her place just trying to put a camera in her face trying to get her to talk and we locked down the exclusive first interview with Kristen when she opened up talked about you know getting fired how she wishes Bravo would have kind of changed this narrative a little bit and maybe made it into storyline I mean this was a big interview for her. so we're gonna just we're gonna pull a clip right here I mean, maybe maybe we'll pull one or two clips of some of the things that she said on this that, I mean, we were in, what, the Daily Mail, E.T., People Magazine, everyone 
picked up our podcast and the stuff that she said. Check this out. What have you been doing with your time the past few weeks since this all since the situation occurred? I mean, I would be lying if I didn't say the first couple of weeks were really emotional. I wasn't doing that well. I'm I think I was just really all over the place. I'm not used to being silenced and it was a lot to take in that people had a certain perception of me that I didn't hold myself um, and sprinkled in there was like drinking and crying <laughs> to begin with, you know, if I want to be super honest about it. Um, and then shortly thereafter, I just started listening because I was having conversations with a lot of my friends and specifically, you know, to be honest, my black friends, and they told me to shut up and listen. So that's exactly what I did. At the end of the day, you guys, like, I'm not a fucking saint. I'm just doing the best that I can. Like, I'm human and I make mistakes all the time. And I'm just trying to do something every day that is making this a little bit better for everyone. All right. I've, I, the, I, listening to it again, honestly, <laughs> it, like, brings back a smile because she was so candid. And that's what I loved. Yeah, like, she was cool. She was candid. And she didn't hold back. And we asked her some tough questions um, without antagonizer, kind of not provoking her, it was just like, here's your way to speak. We're giving you a platform to speak and trying to guide and say kind of questions we want to know, uh, but just more giving her a platform. But she was super cool, super honest, and she's been a fan of the podcast since. So shout out to Kristen. On to our next guest. Oh, okay. You picked this one. I picked the last one. There was a show that came out on Netflix. Before the show came out, you knew it was going to kind of take off. The the. The story of the show was you're going to put hot people on a show on an island. And, and for a reality show, the one rule is that they can't hook up. And that's the rule of the show. I mean the, the premise of the show is just so ridiculous that we had to reach out to one of the people of the show, one of the stars of the show, Bryce Hirschberg. No, no, no. Let, remember, we got pitched him. Do you remember that? We didn't – he got pitched to us and we were like, I'm sorry. Wait, what? What is it? Netflix show? And then we started looking up and we were like – Oh shit! This is going to be a big show. That's how it happened. Was it? Yes, he got pitched to us because we had we had someone else on under the same management team, and I don't remember who it was. But Bryce, but Bryce got thrown into the the mix. Like, hey, would you guys be interested in having him? And we started looking. Oh wow! Like the timing worked out perfect for this interview because we got him the day that show premiered. Too hot to handle. Came out on a Friday. We binge watched it all Friday. Interviewed him later that Friday. And Netflix does a really good job where they release the show on a Friday. Then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the show starts to take all virally as everyone starts to pick up on it. And we had the interview before it picked up. And this got us some pickup, you know, this interview with Bryce Hirschberger. Because instantly this cast became stars. And Bryce was one of them. And I would say that we were probably Bryce's first interview. Or at least, like, and the thing I loved about Bryce was that he he was like a kid in a candy store. Like this was the first interview. He was so excited to like talk. I, I'd be interested in if we had him on, if he would be the same way, because it was like, he was stoked and he told us everything about the show. And I, I remember thinking halfway through this interview, like, is Netflix going to be pissed that he just told us so much about this show and behind the scenes details? He talked to us on his boat too, which was so cool. Like, man, these guys, this kid's living a cool life and you still follow him on Instagram. He's been great. And, uh, you see his life because he's, he's got a cool, pretty, he's got a pretty cool life. Seems like he's settling down a little bit, but we had Bryce Hirschberg's first interview, first ever interview. 
and uh, let's take a listen to it. They limited us to two drinks a night, and they had to give them to you. Wow. So, so they were very much, believe it or not, looking out for us during this whole thing. They didn't want us to look bad, but they ask you. They pretty much ask everybody. It's like, what's the longest you've gone without, like, release before? You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm maybe like the first 12 years of my life, and then that's about it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, every day since then, it's like, I don't know where you're like. First thing, um, there were cameras everywhere. Um, even in the bathrooms, but before you get to uh, assuming the, the bathrooms that were, it was just CCTV. It was not for broadcast, the ones in the toilets. It was just to make sure that you weren't doing that. Um, they're recording you shitting? Not recording, but they're watching, essentially. Oh so just just to make sure, but the How showers. How awkward yeah. is that? Very awkward, man. I was holding it in a lot, bro. Backed up, <laughs> backed up everywhere. I'm like, I'm not gonna shit right now. Come on now. <laughs> but um, I mean, taking a piss. I mean, everything and uh, and the showers. I mean, so hidden cameras everywhere, right? And they rotate yeah. like this so they could catch everybody when they're doing um, stuff. And if you're in the shower for more than like five minutes. You can see the, the camera kind of go <laughs> and start looking at you. Like, what's he doing? You better not be doing what you think, I, you know? I love him. He was great. <laughs> he was fun. I like the story. Obviously, the story about him having to poop in front of producers is classic. But one of the things I think you like the most that stands out in my mind is that they didn't let him drink a lot of booze, which was shocking. Okay. All right. Next, let's get on to the next one. I'm going to go with Allie Brook. Allie Brook. Um, you know, former Fifth Harmony member. Uh, you know, I gotta. Say, I'm gonna be totally honest with this one and say, I didn't know what to expect going into this interview with her. She was someone who, like, the band is huge, but I, I didn't really know her too much before we went into it. So I almost felt like, what am I gonna ask her? I don't know. And as we were chatting with her. I, I actually really enjoyed our chit-chat with her. This is when we talked to Allie Brooke about her uh, creepy experiences with music executives. So there was a lot going on um, in the group, and I was I was dealing with a lot at a certain point. And I had um, asked for outside help and advice, you know, kind of desperate, like, I need help, you know, please give me advice on what to do here and how to get through this and how to make everything better. And I was really, I didn't have much, much hope in me and much much life in me at this point. So I was really looking for help, right? And then this um, music executive, you know, he's like, yes, come meet with me. I can help you. And then um, when I went, he was like, oh, hey, you know, he gave me a thong. And he said, oh, you look really good in this. And I was just completely hated wow. and shocked and disgusted. And I didn't feel like I had any power to do anything about it because sadly at that time you know people heard about these things but really didn't do much people weren't being um held accountable for their actions and so i just felt so helpless and and alone and just the searing humiliation and i get even afraid you know because at the time what could i do you know i was just small girl in a group and all these people have this power. So, you know, from what we're hearing, uh, I guess what we're reading is more that you're saving yourself for marriage. Is that true? Yes. I put that in my book and I uh, opened up about that. 
and I was brave to share that, you know, and um, that's something that I, I hold dear to my heart and I hold still to this day. And I was really happy to be able to share that with my fans and my readers and to show them what the choice that I made and just have them receive it however they want to receive it, you know, but being my, letting my true heart shine was the goal of this book. So here's, here's a little funny backstory for, for our listeners on this one. You know, we, we know a lot of people in the entertainment industry and we'll send our stories to people to, you know, Hey, you know, would your outlet be interested in this? And one person said, Oh no, I don't even know who she is. I'm not interested in fifth harmony. Uh, this story is not that big of a deal with her being a virgin still at the age of 27. And I, I remember Adam and I are like, really? Like, I feel like people will pick this story up. <laughs> like, we've been doing this for a long time. Very big person in the industry, and they're a great person, but we just disagreed. We're like, no, this is actually really good. Like, you know, and that just shows you, like, if you stick to your gut, like, we're sort of right. It's huge, huge. I mean, I this show, this story went on... Uh, uh, nightly pop on E. It went everywhere, uh, and, and then everyone started talking to her about her virginity. It was it was like we broke the story, and then next thing you know, you see her on like GMA talking about it. TMZ had her on talking about it. like everyone covered the story after us. That was kind of a fun one, and I think we just got a chuckle out of it because we knew that this story had so much like legs, and then it did. Yeah, this one and then this next one's great. This one is a. We always try to have those dream guests, those people we really want. And we want people that are interesting. We want people that are fun, that are exciting, that have a personality, that have stories, that have good experiences, that have crazy experiences, but also aren't afraid to talk about it, to be honest about these uh, experiences. So we reached out to Kelly Osborne, and we finally got her. Kelly Osborne came on and was so cool, so fun, so honest, and, you know, I mean, I can say personally, I grew up with her. The Osbournes was the, one of the first reality shows that took off and was huge and was fun, was interesting. And to hear her kind of talk about her experience with her family and her brother. But then she opened up to us and she got honest with us uh, because she was so cool. And she talks about her recent weight loss and how she uh, had a surgery to do that. Have you ever noticed that, and I don't know why it happens, but I feel that we locked down a guest and then... A week or three days before they come on, stories about them like start circulating in the news. And it just happens to be we have them on at the right time to like actually talk to them and turn that news story into an even bigger news story. Because that's what happened with Kelly, right? Totally. It it became – we just – right time. And that happened – I could think of three experiences that that happened to us off – you know, offhand. And that's actually – those three people are actually going to come on – Pretty much next. So uh, let's get to Kelly. Let's talk. Let's hear what she's up to. No, I had surgery. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I did it. I'm proud of it. They can suck shit. You got your name. The name of the surgery you got was what? The gastric sleeve. And all it does is like change the shape of your stomach. How long ago did you get that? I got that a year ago. Oh, no, more than a year ago, like almost two years ago. I will never, ever, ever lie about any ever. It is the best thing I have ever done. Yep. I've never, ever, ever fucked with my face. Ever. I'm too scared. Like, like I, my tits are sagging and I want to get them fixed, but, like, I'm scared of the surgery. All of my friends that I've helped recover from it, oh, it looks so painful. And they can't move their arms, so I'm like, nah, 
I'm leaving that alone. I'm good. Uh, I she's hands down one of my favorite people. I she was so cool, and the thing that you guys don't obviously see is the the banter that we have, either before or after the podcast, and she was so freaking cool. Like I, I all I can say is she's just awesome. She was making us laugh and. One funny thing is when you guys listen to this interview, I don't know if you can hear there's like a slight buzz in the background the whole time. People ripped us apart for this interview like, oh, shitty audio. And what it really was was she had someone else's laptop that was an old laptop and the fan was buzzing and it was like the whole time and we couldn't get rid of it. And she was like cussing and making us laugh. She And her internet kept going out and she would move around her, her like apartment to try to make the internet better. And it was just really funny. Uh, she was just so down to earth and dope. She, you know, listen, I'm a fan. It was really cool because she was like, we should hang out. Like we, we <laughs> talked a lot after because all of a sudden she's like, all right, who do you think's an asshole? And then it was just got really fun and real. And she was so much like Joan and Melissa Rivers, and we know they have a relationship. But, like, I wanted to really, like, should we hit her up and, like, get a drink with her next time I'm out? So her and Melissa Rivers, like, I really think that we should see if they'll go have a drink with us, like, hang out. Like, we we vibe. We do well. Uh, And then, like we said, you said we have the right guest at the right time. And this happened with this person. This was, again, their first interview off, like, a crazy big tabloid news breakup we had brian austin green on the podcast and brian austin green great actor we're big fans of 90210 but he also broke up this past year with megan fox one of the hottest girls out there and we had his first interview i think his only interview really kind of talking about everything from the apparently supposedly maybe fake paparazzi shutups uh set up a paparazzi setup shots to his uh like maybe possibly dating these new girls but he got very honest about his relationship megan that he never, ever addresses or talks about? I think it's going as well as it can. I mean, it's, um, there's no, like, rule book to it. I mean, there's no, there, there's no way of doing it, doing it right or doing it wrong. You know, we're sort of, we're, we're learning as we go. I mean, the, the, the important thing for us is uh, just communicating as, as much as we can. And I think for us, the realization of uh, that, we can't take the view of that it won't affect the kids because it will. Um, I think it's up to us and parents in general um, how it affects your kids and whether it's a really negative experience for them or or it's okay and they feel safe in it and they feel loved and they feel like, you know what, everyone still loves and respects everyone. Things are just different. But, but it's, not, it's not bad different, it's just different. I wish Megan the absolute best in everything. I mean, I, I, I want her to be completely happy for, for her and for the kids. And, and uh, that, that's super important. I mean, nobody, nobody wants to be around somebody that's unhappy because that's not that nothing good comes out of that. That's, uh, yeah. you know, that's, that's a terrible situation. Um, but it's, we're, we're taking it day by day and this is, this is insane. I mean, this sort of this this happened at a, at an unfortunate time that nobody could have predicted with you know the with quarantine and the and the virus and and all of that where um, the news cycle is a bit a bit bigger than than uh, we were prepared for or are used to. But it it is what it is. Yeah, he he was honest, so honest and real in this interview. I mean, it was it's it, it's 
it's just interesting even listening back to it right now because like you said that the timing on that couldn't have been any better like talking about Megan obviously this one got picked up everywhere as well anything with Brian and Megan during that time was huge but having him talk about it and his experience and like how he found out about Machine Gun Kelly like that's interesting I don't know this interview was a really good one and I you know I obviously appreciate Brian's friendship but um yeah that 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 interview was a really good one dude that was crazy. I mean, I was even smiling thinking about the interviews we had because I'm like, man, that was a crazy interview. Speaking of crazy interview, we got to get on to Aaron Carter. <laughs> it was crazy, but I actually it genuinely enjoyed having him on. Like, even though he gets like a, a bad rap and he is kind of all over the place, he was a fun interview. And he... We both said, did you think he was crazy? I, I, I don't think he's crazy. I just think he's like... All over the place. Over all over the place. Misunderstood a little bit, but also... M- definitely misunderstood. Very cool and very honest. And, I mean, he shows all about this interview. Like, when we're done, we're like, he was together. It's not like... He might have been smoking a cigarette, I think. Uh, but it wasn't like he was... He didn't shy away from questions. He didn't... You know, and I think when, when we talk about interviews and if they're good or not, it's if the person is genuinely just real. And he was real. And did not hold back from a single question. Like... We asked him before, is there anything we can't talk about? He's like, nope, don't give a fuck. Like, ask me whatever you want. And so getting it, talking about Nick Carter and like, obviously their strained relationship, you kind of go into it tiptoeing and he didn't, he didn't shy away from any of that, you know? I don't know. Really good. So let's listen to him talk about where it all went south with his family. No, no. Nick and I were never close. It just, it just looked like that. Everyone was very wrong. It started going sour when... I started selling records and my mom was with me all the time. Maybe, you know, some issues with my mom being with me all the time and not being with them, you know, on tour. And, you know, me being the kind of like highlight from my mom and my dad because they never got a chance to manage the Backstreet Boys and my brother. So do you know what they did? They put me into the industry. I started getting tattoos all over me to like make me look like I'm tough. Oh, I put up very very big defense mechanisms, such as the Medusa on my face. The Medusa on me means don't look at me the wrong way or this bitch is going to look you in the eye and turn you into stone, motherfucker. (laughs) Again, you have to listen to this interview in full and be like, is this guy really crazy or is he making sense? Because he makes a lot of sense with this whole interview. So it's one of those things where listen to the whole thing and then try to judge. I'm still confused. I don't know what the deal is. However, I am very appreciative of him coming on the interview and, and doing an interview with us and being uh, honest and cool. So I do appreciate that. Uh, this next person is one of the biggest stars to come out of 2020. I think 2020, we saw the how big and how popular these YouTube and social media stars can be. It was the year of TikTok. Everyone was stuck at home trying to figure out these dances. And we had one of TikToks. We had pretty much the king or prince of TikTok. And right place, right time. Again, with this one, we had him booked and... What was it? A day, two days before we have him on to record, Demois, or I'm sorry, Demois, who we also had on this this year, Demois, the, the the Instagram handle puts up a story saying that him and Addison's Ray's relationship was fake and that there was an expiration date on it, and this whole big rumor broke, and we had him on to ask him in person. It couldn't have been any better. So let's listen to that. I mean, yeah, we're 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 just vibing. We're doing our thing. Gotcha. And this is not the first time you guys have, this is like, 
back and forth, in and out kind of relationship? I mean, I wouldn't even say we're off. And off. We've only been off like two times, and we we've never gotten into fights. So it's like when we do get into fights, we're both so hard headed, but we also like are so nice to each other. It's like we never fight. So it's like the fights that we do get in, it's so rare. And if it happens, it's it's like <clears throat> I'm right. No, you're right. No, I mean no, I'm right. No, no. It's like just petty stuff. <laughs> There's rumors that come out and I saw on this Instagram page that does blind items and they're they're basically saying that the relationship with you guys was manufactured just to bring fame. I'm glad you brought that up. The the I saw it like a trend on TikTok. Like it was like on my for you page like eight times. On December third, they're gonna yes. or something. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> we're not that smart. <laughs> no, no, we're just like a freaking normal twenty twenty one year old. <laughs> yeah. So what? Like, I guess that's the thing. It's like, how do you get away from rumors when it's like you can't even just be yourselves without something else popping up? Honestly, we, as much as it sounds crazy, we're barely on our phones. Like we post yeah. our stuff and then we get off our phones and we live in the moment. Because time flies when you're on your phone, like, a lot. Okay, I, listen, I was so excited. He was, this was one of the most ex- guests I got so excited to talk to. The reason is, is because I was so curious about their life and what happened. And I'll tell you two things about him. A, he was on time. He was actually early and asked us, like, hey, is there anything you want to ask me before? Because I'll, I'll ask anything. I'll, he wasn't afraid to answer anything. But he said, he was like, hey, listen, I'm down to talk before if you want to just talk about the interview. Like, on time, good guy. I liked him. This next guest is someone who was pitched to us with like a few other people. And Dax, the funniest part is like, you were like, I saw this guy's background. He was a bodyguard for Kanye West and uh, Kim Kardashian, who's sort of in the news. And you got to overlook them. And I was like, no, Dax, we got to talk to this guy. I'm sure he's got some good stories that we haven't talked about. And yeah. uh, full credit to you because I remember I was kind of like, I don't, I'm not sure who this guy is. Like, you know what? What? Whatever you think, and Adam was adamant. Nope, we are absolutely having this guy on. Like, I love these stories, and he was our first real bodyguard, right? That we had on. Exactly, he was our first bodyguard that went on, and obviously the story took off. I mean, it took off where Kanye and Kim had to respond to this uh, interview, and they sent him a cease and desist. Yeah, yeah, they pretty much <laughs> told him, a, "Don't say anything more. We're going to sue you," and uh, he didn't give a shit. Uh, so, but this one was crazy. I remember. They pitched us one big guest, and then they pitched us a few others, and I was like, well, the good ones. But I want this one person that I bet you everyone else overlooks, and we took this guy on, and he was a great interview, getting so honest with Kanye. And I I feel like when he started to tell these stories, he was a little nervous at first, but then he started to enjoy reflecting and looking back. Oh, it was – it's funny. If you listen to the full interview, um, you hear the moment where the floodgates – open because we'd kind of like brought up Kanye and like he was kind of like oh you know that was a long time ago and then it was like we brought up Kanye again he was like yeah I mean but I didn't know him that well and then like brought up Kanye and then it was like boom and he did not go back and it was so great his name is Steve Stanulis he is an actor these days he he's an executive producer he does a bunch of things and he's actually our friend on Instagram now and he's a great guy um and I hope that our interview helped him in some way because his interview helped us immensely. This was like, I would say, the first interview that we did that got the most press for that moment, right? Like, this was the one that I think... everyone. It was a win-win for everyone because people got to understand the Kardashians a little bit more. They got to understand Steve. They got to understand us. And really, like, 
hey, these guys are taking an interesting look and really deep, taking a deep dive into Hollywood. It was kind of a, mm-hmm. it was a big uh, coming out party for us in a way. Okay, so let's go back to Kanye's ridiculous rules. Let's listen. Kanye um, basically has some ridiculous rules. He wanted you to stay 10 paces behind him on a city street. So, again, obviously, if somebody's going to come up and, you know, do something to him, by the time I, I'd run up to try to prevent it, it would already have happened. It was another one other time where we were coming home late from the studio when he was a little, I guess, intoxicated, we'll say. Um, and we, they were staying at the Waldorf. He couldn't find his room. And, uh, again, I didn't know where his room was. And um, there was an Italian dignitary there. So they had bodyguards protecting him. So we start walking up towards this guy's room. And I'm like, Kanye, are you short? You know, I don't think so, bud. And he's like, no, you know, again, you can't talk to the guy. So we went up and obviously these bodyguards stood up. They didn't know who he was. There was a language, you know, I don't I don't speak Italian. So again, uh, there was almost like a Mexican standoff. The cocky rapper <laughs> walking towards you. You're going, uh, what are you doing, buddy? Well, fuck, because I know I'm, I know we're wrong. That was like the only time. What were some of the other rules that he had? I'm so curious with this. I love hearing these like 10 paces behind. That's hilarious. Like, what is that going to do for you? What else did he have? The first day I met him, it was a fashion week. I was supposed to meet him at the studio. So when he gets there, we get to the elevator. He's like, uh, aren't you going to push to, uh, what floor we're going to? I said, well, I have no idea. It's my first day. So he starts ranting. You mean you didn't call ahead to find out where I'm supposed to be going? I said, no. I, so he's ranting and raving. I said, bro, we could do this three ways. One, you could tell me what button to press, and now I'll know. Two, you could press the button, and I'll see which one you're pressing, and then I'll know. Or three... You could sit here all day and tell me how important your time is, and we're not going to go anywhere. And again, that was our first interaction. He went for the first option. Was it hard when you worked with Kim and Kanye? Was it hard dealing with the paparazzi with them? One time, he was put. He was doing the fashion show. He was doing his own fashion show, uh, and he had like a, a rented out space in Soho. So um, again, they're all waiting outside. First of all, uh, there's there's no way people don't get called up front. There's no way every time they're leaving, all these people know about it. There's definitely. Some somebody's calling ahead. I, I, you know, that's just my opinion. So you think that Kim and Kanye is calling the paparazzi? I'm just saying it's it's coincidental that wherever we are when we're ready to leave, there's always a, you know, maybe maybe you guys are just better than I think you are. So we walked out, and again, I don't know who's who because you said it before. You you know, if it's somebody you don't recognize, I don't know what your intentions are. So technically, I'm supposed to walk in front of you. <laughs> you know, make sure you're okay. He got mad at me for being in his shot. <laughs> so I'm like, are you serious? He was mad at me. He was worried about me being in his shot, you know, for, uh, again, for either a TMZ video or a, you know, Daily Mail or whatever. The point, you know, he was that, that, instead of saying thank you. Man, he, besides Kanye, I loved him with Leo DiCaprio. Like, he talks about being a stripper. I mean, this story is just insane. And, uh, oh. And the best part was when we were recording with him, his kids were like jumping on the couch around him. Like you don't see it, but as we're recording, his kids were just kind of like crawling on the couch and around. It was so funny. And he was like, hey, I'm really starting. We're like, dude, this is great. Like we loved, again, the real side of Hollywood. So it's just a little behind the scenes of what we were seeing at that moment. Yeah. Okay. All right. This one, best of the awesome. year. Best. This it, it happened at the end of the year. 
and was the best of the year. This one was, we knew right away, we're like, oh, we have, we're, we're holding gold. We were holding. This was the holy grail of, of interviews, right? I mean, having Larsa Pippen say yes to coming on our podcast was huge. Everyone had been talking for months and months and months about why they don't see her and the Kardashians hanging out, what the hell happened between them, what, you know, like everyone's been asking questions and we locked her down. What, what was your biggest takeaway from getting this one? I, I just, there was so much, there was so much going through our heads because we we're like, do we make this into two episodes? Like there's just, you got to, but the, I think the biggest takeaway was I think we got to understand Larsa a little bit. I thought you got to know Larsa a little bit because Larsa was sort of like very mysterious. You saw her in the tabloids, but you never hear her talk. You never hear her side of things. You never hear her deal. And we kind of, as readers and people that view these blogs and sites that pick up the stories, we start to gain what we think is an identity for her. But I think she kind of created her own, her own identity from this podcast. And ever since this one came out, She's been a huge star. Again, you're still hearing about her even more now. So I think this was even in a way of her coming out party where people got to learn about her and her deal and hear her truth. And, and I I mean, the, when this broke, when we posted this, it was just nonstop. It was everyone was listening to it. It was up online for like 10 minutes and all of a sudden the numbers started rolling in. It was the craziest one. Okay, my, let's go to my favorite part of this when she says why Kim doesn't talk to her and talks about Kanye West brainwashing the family. Because he literally has brainwashed the whole family into thinking that, like, I don't even know what. I don't even know. He talks so much about me being this and that and this and that. And I feel like I ran into Travis Scott one night at a club and Travis called Kylie and said that I was hitting on him. And that never happened. So then that was like, oh, well, Kanye says she's this. And then she was sitting on Travis and I'm like, by the way, that never happened. I came and left with the same people I came with. That never freaking happened. Like, was he delusional? Because I know he raps about him being the highest in the fucking room. So clearly, maybe he was the highest in the fucking room. He imagined all this shit because it never happened. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I would never do that. I would never in a billion years do that. You mentioned Tristan. Now, the, uh, you know, you said you brought his name up. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't ruin Chloe's relationship. There has been a lot of stories in the in the news saying that there is this rumored relationship. Can you clear up those rumors for us? Was there ever anything? Well, I kind of was seeing Tristan before Chloe, before Chloe or any of them even knew he existed. I was seeing him. I had him come to L.A. I brought him to a party Kim had. I introduced him to all of them. And then a week later, maybe 10 days later, he started seeing Chloe, which is fine. I don't even care. Whatever. I'm the type of person I don't really like. I don't chase what's not for me. I will never chase a man. I will never like put a leash on a man. I don't do that. I feel like let you be great, you know? And if you want to be other people, go ahead. I, I don't, you know, I'm great. I'm great by myself. Oh, it's so good. Listening to it again, it's so good. Me and Dax don't have to, if you, he, see, if you watch the whole interview, which you can watch on our YouTube, me and Dax sort of look at each other. We're like, oh, we know. We're like, okay, keep going. Oh, that that's that's the line. That's the answer. Boom, we got it, man. But that uh, that was so good. Um, with that, and let me t- and tell you. F- so we'll we'll track when we get obviously press or we make it into Daily Mail or. Wh- this story was so incredible uh, that, like, the Daily Mail did four or five stories 
on our podcast. We find it a win when we get one story in a huge publication like that. And they were breaking out parts of our podcast, and they did like five stories in one day on our podcast. I and I, I and I don't want to brag, but it's actually really cool because I had I literally went through like ten pages of Google of just different sites that were covering this. It was crazy. So much press. It was pages and pages and pages of news outlets all around the world picked that up. But uh, you know, again, if you're if you like this stuff, we had some awesome guests this year. And if you take a look back on the Rolodex, you can kind of see some of them. We had people like Larry King, Julia Rose, Harry Jousey, Dumois, the popular entertainment news blog, Shiraz. Shiraz was a Shiraz was an interesting one. If you guys have time, if you want to really see like a different side of Hollywood and some of the magic that goes into making celebrities who they are, this was the guy that made Kim Kardashian Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton who she is. And so anyway, that one was fascinating. Who else did we have? Hollywood fixes Fletcher. We had Mark McGrath, Leah McSweeney from Real Housewives of New York, Brielle Bierman, Mike Malin. Oh, Brielle was so good. She was so good. Yeah. Simon Rex, Annalyn McCord. Um, it's been a crazy year. And again, that's a crazy year thanks to you guys because you guys have been supporting us. Uh, shout out to uh, Herdat for uh, supporting us. We got some really awesome things planned for the new year. Um, it's going to be really fun. It's exciting. We got a lot of stuff going on the YouTube, on the Triller, on the TikTok, on the, on the TikTok, on the Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at, at Adam Glynn, G-L-Y-N. You can follow Dax Holt at, at Dax Holt. Checks out YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Triller, Twitter, Dex. Thank you guys again. This is our big virtual hug to you. So thank you for making Hollywood Raw a very big success for us. And we really appreciate all the love. A Media Production.